Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy, Burying Smarks, with another episode of Burying the Smarks. Today, I got a special, special guest on with us, all the way from... Where you from, man? Uh, currently in St. Louis, but I'm from New York. Oh, look at that. We got New York all the way in St. Louis. It's my boy, yeah. Dan, the AEW hater, man. So, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? All right, all right. So, Dan has been a long-time follower of mine, and... You know, when I first made the ep- I first did the actual first episode of the podcast, I told everyone this is a podcast for the people, by the people. So, of course, I'm keeping my promises and I'm trying to get as many followers as I can on the podcast. So today we have Dan. So, Dan, um, I understand you're in, in St. Louis right now. How's everything over there now? Yeah, yeah. First, let me just say I'm blessed to be the first commenter on your podcast. Um, and shout out to all the commenters in the in the fucking comments, but, you know, um, fuck those people who just troll you, who have to troll you every day, yep. but St. Louis is dope, I love it, man, like, you know, New York is great and all, but I always wanted to be in a small city where there's more of a sense of community, um, and where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, you know? <laughs> Alright, that's always a good thing, man, when you can't, when you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. So, um, Dan, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, who's your favorite wrestler? What got you into wrestling? Um, sure. What, what do you currently think? Who's, like, the best wrestler right now out there? It doesn't matter any promotion. Sure. You just want to hear your opinions and your thoughts on wrestling. Sure, sure. Um, I've been into wrestling for a long time, since I was a kid. You know, my one of my uncles on my mother's side put me onto it, and... You know, I was really into it more uh, during the Attitude Era and a little bit the Ruthless Aggression Era. And but when I went when I went to college, uh, I, or even more so in high school, I stopped following wrestling. And it wasn't until like three years ago when I started to get back into it. Um, for me, I think the greatest wrestler of all time. Man, that's a that's a real tough one to say. Uh, I'm going to have to go with The Rock, man. Like, sometimes I find myself listening to Rock promos and being such in a trance because I remember watching The Rock growing up because I used to stutter a lot and think to myself, wow, I want to talk as good as him one day, you know, um, and have as much charisma as as he does. So, for right now, um, you know, it's, it's tough because there's so many great wrestlers that I like right now. Um, I will probably have to say Bianca Belair. I hope that, you know, she gets more play in the future and actually gets a title run. You know, like, I appreciate folks like Rhea Ripley, and I love uh, the NXT Women's Champ, the Queen of Spades. But, you know, for me to see someone like Bianca Belair, so much skill, practically lifting girls up over her head, it's, like, wild to me. Like, that, like, looking at her definition of women's wrestling today, I think, unlike that other company. But, um, mm, okay. speaking of that other company, though, I, I must say, I posted a tweet recently that it's it's crazy that um, Kenny Omega, who I used to really be into, like, before he joined AEW, because, you know, I, New Japan, um, I started to get to New Japan, too, when I started to get back into wrestling three years ago. And I appreciate the long-term storytelling. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like super long-term, but, you know, and, and knowing where the saga Kenny Mega ended, 
mm-hmm. was like, wow, like that's such a pivotal moment. But then to also have it come to an abrupt end um, with how he dropped the the title and all um, was kind of a little bit of a shocker and a little bit disappointing. But uh, and there's a no too, like how they're also expanding upon Kota Ibushi's long-term uh, storytelling. I'm really enjoying that. I just haven't been watching as much New Japan as I would, as I would like. But back to Kenny Omega. Yeah, I just wanted to I'm ask you about that. I wanted to ask I'm you about dis- that because you yeah, said yeah. that you're not into him as much anymore. So I just want you to no. elaborate on that. I'm quite, like, yeah. You know, like, yo, I think, honestly, I really think he fucked up by leaving New Japan. Like, he was on top of the world. He was the best wrestler in the world. I will honestly say that at the time, you know, in terms of his skill, uh, the story that he, he, the stories he took part in. And now, like, I know, you know, I'm somewhat joking about this, but he's, he's basically like almost Mick Carter Jabba level status in AEW, you know, appearing on Dark, um, and losing to, to Dean Ambrose, like, come on, like, where is it going? You know, like, he's more into managing the women's division, the non-existent women's division, than being the best in the world, like he was before, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's disappointing to see, like, this really great fall from grace from from him to the point that, like, you know, and it's, it's always been little things here and there, kind of, like, rubbed me the wrong way, like, um, sort of the whole thing about him uh, putting together a show um, with some New Japan wrestlers and hired some guy on the mid on the lower card uh, who was assembling the ring. Yes, I heard about that. Apparently, yeah, who apparently is like involved with some I don't know pedal or something like that. I was just like, yo, like Kenny Omega is starting to roll downhill, and he really like you like sometimes like I know I'm crazy, but sometimes you look at Kenny Omega. I, I used to watch BTE, and I stopped watching it, like, a couple of weeks ago, because I was like, this is repetitive, stupid, like, I want these guys to expand on their own stuff. But, like, sometimes you look at Kenny Omega, like, he looks like he's legit sad and depressed, like, like damn, I fucked up, like, by leaving Japan, you know? So, um, let, me, so let me let me just yeah. just butt in real quick. So, 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 basically, you feel like Kenny could have been a much better start had he stayed in New Japan or had he went somewhere else, basically? I feel like he would have... This is what I would have liked if he would have stayed in New Japan. Um, I would have liked the continuation of the Golden Lover storyline where at Wrestle Kingdom, it could have been Kota Ibushi versus Kony, uh, Kenny Omega for the title, you mm-hmm. know? Like... I remember watching documentaries as I started to get into New Japan about, you know, the uh, Golden Lover saga, and I was just, like, so entranced by it. And then it's like it's like the disappointment I felt when um, Tommaso Ciampa got injured um, during his feud with Johnny Gargano. Um, and it's sort of like, well, you never reached that, that high peak, that climax, that conclusion you know, to to the story. But honestly, like, I feel like Kenny Omega would have been a much bigger star, made a lot more money, and probably have less dates, probably like a Randy Orton schedule, if he would have went to the WWE. That's 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 a good point. Um, 
just going back a bit, so do you think the reason Kenny is booked the way he is is because he's booking himself like that on purpose because everyone thought that he booked himself at the top guy? Or do you honestly think that he's just, he doesn't have the drive anymore? Because it's, I, I, you know, I noticed the EVPs of AEW are the Bucks, Cody, and Omega. So besides Kenny, Cody's having a pretty solid feud with whoever he decides to pick. Because like every other week, I mean, I don't watch AEW. I have to keep up with it so I can run the page. Yeah, yeah. But I've noticed that Cody is usually in a feud with someone and so are the Bucks. So yeah. So, but Kenny, Kenny's like kind of low key. Like he's like he's he's all over the place. I'm not sure if he's doing that on purpose because everyone expected him to be the top guy in the promotion, or like I said, like does he not give a fuck anymore? It's like did he lose his passion? Did he lose the drive? Because from I I don't believe everything I read online, for, but from what I've read, it's I've read that Kenny runs the women's division. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's what's keeping him a little busy from you know, coming on screen more and being more high level matches. I I don't know, it's just it's just weird. I will yeah. you know the like he was the yeah. most anticipated signing when they had the whole uh what was it, the whole conference out in mm-hmm. Florida and you know they announced him and it was like this big deal. I mean it wasn't a big deal to me because I already knew he wasn't he was gonna go with his friends. He wasn't gonna sign anywhere else. It was a given. Yeah. But they toyed with the idea because it was around the time of the rumble so they wanted to run off that, I mean, piggyback off that Royal Rumble hype. But I just feel like, I kind of feel like he's doing it on purpose. Like, he's booking himself in less matches and he's not going over as much. Because he wants to prove everybody, like, hey, look, you know, I might be an EVP, but I'm not going to be the top guy at the same time. I'm not going to book myself into yeah. these title matches and to all these big feuds. But uh, I think, I, I'm sorry, guys. No, nah, go ahead, man. Yeah, I think what it is is that and and it's, you know, I think it's a smart thing because, like, all these fans out here be thinking about work with Ray and um, this guy got to be in the mix and all these old folks wrestling. I think Kenny sees the writing on the wall. So I think his idea was, like, all right, I'm going to go out while I'm on the top. And then, um, so, you know, that's why he's, like, working less. That's why he's putting more focus on managing the women's division because I think he sees like there's more value in being the booker, being the backstage person, um, and still being the business rather than like kill yourself um every single night like he used to do in New Japan. Yeah. You know? Um so I think that's the thing that's key. It's like the smart thing for wrestlers to do is eventually your body's gonna break down. Um or you suffer a crazy injury, good for you to start learning the backstage ropes. Like that's what Matt Hardy started to do when um, when Jeff got injured. So um, it, it's it's more about like staying in the business, still making good money, actually having health insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. So speaking of health insurance, man, we all know that <laughs> one of AEW's big. Uh, <laughs> You know, one of their big, uh, you know, it was just to get health insurance, right? So Health insurance for all. Yes, that's what it was. It was like it was like Barack Obama inside a wrestling promotion. It was like, yeah, we, everybody's going to have health insurance. This guy's going to be able to go to the dentist. This guy's going to be able to check his eyes out. We're going to have it all. Come to find out, yes, they do have health insurance, but they have health insurance for the top guys who 
who double, you know, who, who manage both, who are uh, wrestlers in the ring and also backstage executives. So I feel like they lied and they kind of just swept that under the rug because no one's bringing that up anymore. No one's asking the yeah. no, like no one's asking the questions that we want to know the answers to. Everybody just wants to know like, hey, what are your thoughts on Vince? What are your thoughts on 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 this match? What are your thoughts on the ratings? But I feel like they're not asking the questions to the answers we want to know. What happened to health insurance? Yeah, what, what happened? Huh? They built themselves up to obviously be the inside WWE. And I think, I might be wrong, but I think around that time, there's this comedian called, um, named um, John Oliver, and he has a show called uh, Last Week Tonight on HBO. Mm-hmm. And he did a segment on WWE, um, an independent contractor, how they, the rest of the independent contractors, yeah, yeah, and how they had to get their own health insurance, blah, blah, blah. So I think, you know, with the little bit of hysteria that caused, they they had the idea of like, oh, let's capitalize off of this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, to create the appearance that our guys aren't going to be independent contractors. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I think the idea of wrestlers of major promotion, whether that's AEW, uh, maybe even Impact, and of course WWE, definitely New Japan. Um, like, I must say, I worry about Wolf Osprey's mental health all the time. But um, the thing is, is like, you know, it, it's, it's important. Like, these guys should be full-time employees because they're on the road all the time, barely see their families and what have you. So um, to, to say the independent contractors and treat them as such, um, I, I feel like, you know, I, I, don't get me wrong, I love wrestling, but it's like, that's the wrong thing. That's the one thing kind of like, rubs me the wrong way besides, you know, the racist bits here and there, especially yeah, yeah. on AEW, that no one talks about, by the way. But um, <clears> the <throat> thing is this, is that people don't want to confront AEW on the issues, on their problems. And, I agree. And that's because, like, they want, for whatever reason, they want WWE to sell so badly, right? Yeah. They think Vince is this, is, is this terrible person, but then they don't see, like, his recent success, right? Um, they want to credit that success to Paul Heyman or Bruce Pritchard or whatever, um, and not really realizing at the end of the day, the buck stops with Vince, you of know? Of course, of course. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's 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 kind of like, and, and the whole idea, like, I feel like Cody, uh, more particularly Cody, I think I would say, he must have taken some classes on how to like manipulate people and 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 um, to control the narrative. You know, I mean, he's um, the son. He, he is the son of Dusty Rhodes, and Dusty like he's the ultimate carny, and Cody is the ultimate carny. So it's it's pretty it's pretty easy for someone like Cody who grew up in the business um, to know how to manipulate the crowds. He he's he was built for the business, you know. And, oh man! And um, he's a total I, carny. Like you know, I think he's the brains behind it. Um, I don't. I'm not saying he's the best brains behind it, but he he he's trying to cater to everyone at the same time, and I mean things are crashing down on him as we speak. And yeah, I posted. I posted an interview that he had yeah. on my Instagram page. I don't know if you saw it, but he was talking about yeah, how, I saw that, yeah. how they the fans need to like just chill out and understand and respect one another and just a few weeks ago or a few months ago he was like yeah we're gonna tear them down he's breaking down th- he's smashing thrones he's making fun of them he's taking shots and in interviews but 
he created this. He created this whole hysteria with them versus us or us versus them. And now he's, yeah, he's the noticing... Com- the pro- programming comment. He's noticing that he can't alienate his fans to one company. He noticed, he's noticing now that the same people who watch WWE, he can get as fans to watch his show as well. So he kind of alienated one crowd to cater to the other. So right now he caters to the Smarks, to the Neckbeards, to the guys that live in their mother's basements, to the guys who travel <laughs> in Ubers to wrestling conventions and, and, and want the fucking Funko Pop sign. That's who Cody is caters to. But now he's noticing, like, yo, I can cater to the mother and and and, and son at these live events who spend $100 on merch, who subscribe to the network, who buy the pay-per-views, who, who buy the merch, who buy the toys, who buy the games. Because he can't live off the same dollar his entire... You know, he can't live off the same dollar right now. He needs more money. He needs to expand. And he, he can only do that if he backtracks on everything he was saying about WWE and their fans. Yeah, because at some point, like, if you're trying to be a mainstream company, you know, um, you can't you can't rely on the indie crowd, right? Like, you have to appeal to the mainstream. Appeal to, so, appeal, appeal to everyone, not just, like, one yeah. crowd. Appeal to everyone. Because, you know, yeah. you can make a wrestling fan out of somebody who, who doesn't watch wrestling if you put the right product out. So yeah. create your own fans. Create, you know, share your fans with the other company. There's enough fans on both sides to watch any kind of wrestling. You know, the same guy you just mentioned, you was a big fan of New Japan, you follow up on AEW when you can, you watch WWE, so you're the kind of fan they should be they should be trying to get. You know, not trying yeah. to keep just one fan base to themselves. You're right. You're right, because eventually, like, honestly, like, the rhetoric gets so tiring, and that's why I don't really watch AEW anymore, you know? Like, I used to watch NXT and AEW side by side. I know, ideally, that's not the 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 best way to watch wrestling, but it's it's like damn man, like your mouth is making me not want to watch it. And his wife, know? and his wife, his wife sucks. <laughs> Brandy sucks. Like I don't want to sound yeah. like, like a broken record, but Brandy can't act. She can't cut a promo, and she cannot wrestle. And I think what's best for everyone involved to get Brandy off the screen, keep her backstage, yeah. like keep her as an ambassador, yeah. but stop putting her on the screen because it, she sucks. You know, it's so crazy, speaking about her, it's like how people were hyping up that whole ice skater promo. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is this is a story that excites you guys? The fact that she's talking about something so privileged, you know? Yeah. Like, like oh, I, I wasn't able to cut it and all this other stuff. Like, boo, fucking who, bro? Like, come it's, on. It's every you day know occurrence. what I mean? It's everyday occurrence. People can't cut it every day, but they're not sitting here. Oh my God, please have my back. No, people dust it off and they keep pushing. And Brandy is trying to get sympathy from the audience full of virgin men. That's why she cut that promo. You know, she wants the sympathy from the neckbeards and, and the virgins because that's who that's who she attracts. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. She's terrible at cutting promos. Yeah. Exactly. Like I feel like she just tries way too hard. Um, you know, I'm surprised she's not. She wasn't in a box media a lot when she was wrestling. But it's like, man, like uh, I'm so tired of this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm so tired of this. Like just like the it, it's just like the corny storytelling. Like I saw that one in the, in the little hotel room, like taking shots at, at Adam Cole and. 
and you know all this other weird shit that was going on there that I, I sent that to you yeah and I'm just like yo like still you can't keep WWE name out your mouth you know like yeah. it's, it's an everyday thing it's like you eat sleep and bleed, breathe WWE, I, you know, you know? I, I take it as like, all right, I'm going to try to make this a, a, an analogy of it. So WWE is the huge rapper in hip hop. Let's say WWE is Jay-Z, right? And AEW is, a, is the street rapper from, let's say, Brooklyn, who's trying to get a buzz, who can't get a buzz, right? So what's the street rapper do? He makes a diss record dissing the biggest rapper in the game to try to get some attention. And that's what AEW does, or at least to me, that's how it comes across every time they name drop them. Like, they want attention. Like, they want shock value. And people buy into it all the time. So, like, they need WWE more than WWE needs them. Because at yeah. this point, WWE is the reason the company is running. Because you keep mentioning them and you're putting, quote-unquote, alternative to them. Which I don't understand because there are plenty of other alternatives out there that you can watch. Yeah. WWE wasn't the only only company running before AEW came along. You had Ring of Honor. You had Impact. You had New Japan. You yeah, had, you, you even had local indie companies in your neighborhood that you could have viewed as an alternative. Through, yeah, but these and, people and didn't the choose that. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? Like, I don't get this. I'm trying to understand. I'm still trying to understand, like, what happened that made people. I mean, obviously, it's the elite, but I don't understand how. Why would you jump shift so quickly from New Japan to AEW? Because at least New Japan actually has fucking stories and you don't have to go to YouTube to listen, to, to find out what the story is. Well, you know? let me ask you this. I don't watch New Japan. So, did New Japan ever take shots at WWE as a company? No. That's no, probably never. why they left because they're like, oh, <laughs> these guys are taking shots. Oh my God, look at them. Oh my God, I'm, I'm creaming my pants. And I think that's why they, <laughs> that's why the, that fan base jumped with, with the elite because they kept taking shots at them. And I, you know, and, and I think that's the whole reason. Like, people want to see Vince fail so they'll they'll jump on whatever bandwagon is trying to trying to you know trying to go to war with them. They did it with like, th- huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Oh, I was gonna say, and that's and that's the thing. Like they think that you know, oh, Tony Khan has uh, more money than Vince McMahon. Let's be realistic here. They got the Carolina Panthers and probably some other shit going on. You and meanwhile, Vince, I think they got the Jaguars. The, the Jaguars. Oh, the Jaguars. I'm sorry. Whatever. You know, like. Some shitty team. Yeah. But I don't watch sports. But anyway. But um, it's like, and, and it's, it's like, you know, Vince, all he has is WWE. So, of course, he's going to perform a lot better. Of course, he's going to put way more money uh, as compared to AEW into it. You know? I think I saw you post the other day. Like, you know, Darby Allen is not getting a six-figure check. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone's not getting, everybody's not making a million dollars. Everybody's not signing million dollar contracts there, and I think Tony actually said that like he kind of regrets signing everyone to big budget contracts because it's not working out. So I think you know like because I'm pretty sure Cody and the rest of the elite they have double contracts. They have contracts as executives and then they have contracts as performers. So you got four EVPs, right? Then you got the what is it, the chief brand officer and and, and Brandy, right? And then I'm pretty sure Jericho asked for a huge amount of cash. Like, like that's that's a big amount to pay these guys, and that's just four or five guys out of your whole roster. You still have yeah. an entire tag team division, a women's division. You still have broadcasters, referees that you got to pay. That's why yeah, I feel like 
Yeah, and that's why I feel like that's why these guys still do uh, independent shows on the side because they're not making nearly as much as we were led to believe. Yeah, they're broke boys. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, the thing is this. It's like how their motto is change the world, which, quite frankly, I don't know if anybody noticed, they don't really say that anymore. They don't. Um, and it's really scam the world. Yeah. You know? They're, they're scamming everybody. They're scamming Tony Khan. They're scamming the, the, the neckbeard who goes to the conventions and paying $100 to see MDF or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, they're paying all this money for Invisible Men or whatever the fuck. You know? Like, they're scamming them all. You know? Yeah. Um, like, who the hell has a convention every pay-per-view? Yeah, of it's course true. to suck out every single dollar you can, you know? I agree. At that point. So, um, so one thing I would yeah, touch on too, it's, it's the attendance. Like, I know a lot of uh I'm I I I might come across like conspiracy theories, but I feel like Melser, he has a stronghold on the wrestling media or business in wrestling. I because every time I go on a wrestling page or every time I click on a page Everything goes back to Meltzer. Oh, as per the Wrestling Observer, as per Dave Meltzer. So I think AEW is pretty smart in that aspect of getting him on their payroll, even though it's not confirmed. So this way he can control the narrative across the board, which means he can control the narrative when it comes to ratings, which he does. He controls the narratives when it comes to uh, attendance and ticket sales, which he does. And he also... He he caters to that same fan base. It's like it's like they all making money off of the same fan base. It's like a big circle. Everyone's going from Meltzer to AEW back to AEW. Big circle jerk. It's a big yeah. circle jerk, and they all getting scammed. So so with yeah. the attendance, um, it's it's an argument that I'm constantly having, and I think it's with the same guy under different accounts. He you know he keeps saying, oh it's a forty five hundred arena and and out of no it's like seven thousand plus seating arena and they sold 4,500 tickets no the, yeah. like, what do these people come, pull these numbers out of are you sitting in the arena with a little clicker clicking everybody comes in through those doors I don't because <laughs> I don't think the arena is going to release those figures especially to some guy on Instagram or a fake journalist like Meltzer so I just want to know what do you think about the attendance figures you think yeah. those are the correct figures or you think they're being a bit exaggerated because I've seen the well, pictures and the pictures yeah. don't fucking look like Forty-five hundred, at least pictures, three thousand. It looks like, or less. Those pic- yeah, those pictures are like frightening. Like seriously frightening. I hope that those folks at AEW see that shit and and try to fix some things. Like I've always said, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year they're playing out of Division Three gym. They're they're doing shows out of Division Three gym. Um. They need to downsize, you know, like, yeah. it's looking as bad as impact, you know? Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, too, is you're right, you know, like, I, with all these wrestling sites, what it is is that they don't have it in. Like, nobody talking to them. Nobody nope. wants to talk to them. Nope. So, so, of course, they get all the information from one source, right? Mm-hmm. You got guys who, who have these wrestling websites, and that's what they live off of. Because it's all about trying to take advantage of SEO, right? So whenever someone Googles something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to try to be at the top of the results. Yep. So, you know, it's about um, as uh, trying to get out as fast as possible. 
trying to put as much words into the article as you can, even if it's a whole bunch of fluff. Like I, 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 I used to be with someone who was into CEO, C, uh, CEO, whatever stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very dangerous, I think, um, that one person controls the narrative. One, one person has the monopoly on wrestling information. Yeah, it's and true. It's, he does. Yeah. And then let's be real here. Like, you know, it's, it, it's sports entertainment. You know, like, why is it journalism? Uh, with with guys who with, with in a sport sport that's predetermined, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on, you know, I'm not I'm not sitting there um, looking at the latest thing that Melsa says, which by the way he says like crazy shit, mm-hmm. but Brian Alvarez says even more crazy shit yeah. that it makes even Melsa look sane. But um, the thing is, is that the attendance uh, folks don't want to acknowledge it. Even when you look at the ratings, AEW is dipping, dipping, dipping. I remember being so surprised that that go-home show to the first pay-per-view was bad in ratings. Yeah. Like, that's a, a, red, a, that's a red light right there. That's a red alarm. So, you know, um, and I think people don't understand. People don't see the writing on the wall. No. And it's, it's like they they rather, like, support via Twitter or Instagram rather than actually going out to the show. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, now don't get me wrong. You know, I got caught up in the hype in the beginning, even before AEW was a thing. I went to All In. Um, how, was, was how, like, how was that? It was, like, I'll be honest, like, it was a great experience to be there because it's like, Sure, essentially, and no one really wants to say this or acknowledge this, yeah. that it was a Ring of Honor production. Yeah. But um, the thing is, is like you felt like these are like little guys trying to win, right? And unexpected shit happened. Chris Jericho comes out, whatever, which I didn't expect that to happen. It, 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 I always wanted to see Kenny Omega versus Pentagon Jr., and to see that was, was pretty damn dope. But it's, it's, it's like... I feel like ever since they have not been able to capture that same magic, you know, because mm-hmm. um, back then it wasn't about it wasn't about being, ratings. It wasn't about yeah, doing a war, which is yeah. putting on a good show. Yeah, it wasn't about yeah, it wasn't about being anti WWE. It was all about pro- proving Milsa wrong, yeah. right? Supposedly, so, supposedly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, supposedly. So, so, so like, yo, like, just do you, do your thing. You know, and um, I think they need to really bring more focus in to introducing the the wrestlers on the actual show, not on AEW Dark, because who the fuck has time to watch YouTube? I'm surprised I have time to watch uh, uh, NWA, which I love, by the way. Power. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's, pretty dope. it's really great, really great stuff, you know? Um, but. Too. Yeah, so but but really, all in all, they have to get the story together. Yeah. They have to start introducing wrestlers because nobody knows who the fuck these people are. I don't you know. know? I, I I think uh, some some I saw a clip of some some group that looked like uh, Benjamin Franklin and some chick. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like who is ben- why is Benjamin Franklin inside? Not Benjamin Franklin, Theodore Roosevelt. Why is he in the wrestling ring? And I'm like, who's this I other guy? So I'm like, and then I have I to. Know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm like, what? What? And they're like, oh my god, everybody's going nuts. And I'm like, 
Come on, you guys are kind of like blowing smoke up my ass because you guys don't know who this is, but you guys just want to seem like you're supportive of the company. So, and yeah. it went nowhere. Like, you know, I'm hearing, um, what's this guy that uh, was in um, the Villa Enterprise, Marty? I'm hearing yeah. they're, they're affiliated with him and, you know, that means he might be coming in because they're there. I'm like, if he was like, if he's not there yet, then why even debut them? Like, it would oh. Oh, these were his guys? I didn't know that. Well, I don't know either. That's, that's what I read. So I don't. Um, so I don't know if um, he's coming over. But if he's coming over, maybe in the next three to four weeks, then they shouldn't have bought them a week before he debuted. You know? Yeah, I think his contract is over too. Yeah, from so, Ring of Honor. But but here's the thing, though. Like he would be like, I hope he realized sees the product and see that it's a burning building. Um. And actually be with his girlfriend uh, in WWE. Who's his girlfriend? And, uh, Diana Perrazzo or some shit like that. I don't know how to say her name. Where she's on but NXT? She's not, Where's she on? NXT? She's on, she, yeah, she's on NXT, but she's not on TV yet. But she's been doing house shows here and there. Oh, okay. So she hasn't debuted yet, like on the, like on the yeah. actual TV. Oh, yeah, okay. like she had, she had like squash matches with, with against, you know, like Bianca Belair or, or whoever. So, but, it, you know, like, you know how it is with wrestling. Yeah. Uh, well, at least with NXT, squash match, and then they'll, they'll uh, debut that person months later, and you won't even remember that they were in a squash match. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, his girlfriend is in NXT. And the most logical thing, and this should have been the logical thing for Britt Breaker, too, because they treat her like shit. Like, if she would have been in NXT, she would be popping. But, yeah. um, honestly... Marty Skull, I hope he looks at the program and realize this ain't it. And and he takes that WWE contract, you know? Yeah. Um, My gut tells me he's going to go with his boys. Like, he's been friends with these guys for a long, long time. So I think he's going to just out of loyalty, he's going to go with his boys, you know? I don't, I don't, see, I don't see him in... I really... I, I've seen maybe one of his matches, and he looks like every other guy that wrestles on NXT. So yeah. it's like so if they don't if they don't score him for NXT then it's not a big miss like it's not a big deal it's not like oh shit like we took a loss I mean, I mean WWE is like a machine they'll just make somebody else you know or they'll just bring somebody yeah. else up so it's I, all about and, and here's the thing though like and people are complaining about how what is NXT well mostly NXT because nobody's complaining about this with AEW NXT is SmackDown Raw um. That it, it'll, it'll be like, oh, why is this person not on TV or whatever, you know? Why yeah. they're not part of storyline? But here's the thing, is that they'll give you stuff, but it's really up to you at the end of the day to get it popping, yeah. right? Like, look at Par- Punishment Martinez, who's known as um, Damon Priest now, Yeah, right? he's dope. So, yeah, like, this is a guy who came from Ring of Honor, right? Like, when's the last time... A Ring of Honor guy got popping. I, I mean, excuse my ignorance, but it's like all I can think about is Daniel Bryan, um, Seth, uh, Kevin, CM Owens. Punk. Yeah. You know, um, so it's like I, I didn't think when I saw Punisher Martinez, I didn't think he was gonna be popping, and now he's like so popping. Like I, I see women like want to be all over him. Mm-hmm. I see guys like, you know, so fascinated with his power and and, and his storylines and how he approached things. And he's from New York, you know. Um, I think he's like Puerto Rican or something. 
So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like what you do with what what you it's got, given right? to you. Yeah, you gotta you yeah. gotta you gotta work what's given to you. And that and that reminds me too of like an interview that our truth did on um, uh, Edge and Christian podcast, um, where he says that same exact thing. Like, you know, WWE tried to punish him with some bullshit gimmick or story. I forgot what it was. It was some inflatable thing or an invisible person. I can't remember. Oh, uh, Little Jimmy. Yeah, but he made that shit work. Yeah, he did. He got the crowd behind him. You know what I mean? It's like, if they give you something shitty, make it work. Yeah, yeah. If you can't make it work, at the end of the day, it's on you. It's not on Vince. It's not on the writers or anything like that. You know, and 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 maybe that's why AEW doesn't have any storylines because they know a lot of these guys would be shit. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know. Yeah. But I agree. But the lack of story is what's gonna end up doing the mess because no one, no one um watches wrestling for the athleticism. Like, no. don't get me wrong, it's great, but people watch wrestling it's like watching a soap opera. You want to come in and find out what happens next. And that's why I feel like Lana and Rusev and Bobby Lashley's storyline is scoring so many huge numbers because, like, anybody can put on a wrestling match. Like, anybody can go to wrestling school and take some bumps, learn the moves, run the ropes. But it takes a special person to captivate an audience. Not just the audience in the arena, but the audience at home. And that's that's where the storyline with Lana and Rusev comes in. And, I, I mean, I I don't find any problem with it. Like, it's not corny, it's not cringe. Like, it could get like that at times, but at the end of the day, it's wrestling. Like, if you got a company with a guy who pretends to be dead, you got a company with a guy who's a dinosaur, and then you got a company oh with a... Oh, my God. And then you got a... <laughs> and then, so, it's like, you can't you can't point the finger when you support a company like that, and then you're like, oh, I don't like this. And I feel like some viewers are not mature enough to understand this is only entertainment. It's it's yeah. not real, and Lana and Rusev are still married. They still go to each other's houses, and they still spend time with each other when they're done. It's a job to them, and yeah. I feel like it's 2019. People have to understand that KFEB is dead. Like, I am too old. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being serious. I am too old yeah. to sit here and be like, but... But come on, kayfabe. Like, no, kayfabe is done. Like, I'm, 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 I'm a married man with kids. You think I want to sit here and want somebody to insult my intelligence and make me believe this guy is really a fucking dinosaur? No, it's, it's, a, it's a show. It's a show that I watch in my spare time. I enjoy it. You know, I've been watching this as a kid, and you grow up with age, and then you realize that you understand things. Like, it's just, it's really, yeah. It's like finding out Santa's not real. You exactly. know what I'm saying? So like, you gotta understand. It, it, and this storyline is real. It happens. Like, people wanted more edgier, more lifelike storylines. This shit happens almost every day where a woman cheats on her husband, gets with another guy, and puts the guy through hell, the husband through hell, out of spite. This shit happens all the time. And people... And that's why people are into it, you yes, know? Yes, because it's real life shit. It happens every day. It happens yeah. with celebrities. It happens with normal people, with old people, with young people. And I feel like the people don't un- understand it are people... Who who are not in touch with reality? They're in touch with 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 cosplaying characters on TV. Like this is a real storyline that appeals to real people who've been in these situations or get a kick out of other people in the situation. And that's why I feel like it does great. Yeah, and the thing is, is like at the end of the day, like people people want to escape. They don't want to experience real life. Like if you're sitting there watching a TV show, even if it's a reality show. You're trying to take, you, you, you're not trying to be a part of the experience, you know? It's like, 
It's like going to the zoo. You're just going to see the animals and you have this gate in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. And that's it. And it's like you, it's, it's like you want to escape, be a part of a fantasy. Like, I'm sure there's some guys out there who's thinking like, yeah, I wish I would have got that motherfucker who, who, who my wife cheated on me with. Yeah. And, and cheering on you, Rusev, for that. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, um, it's, Everybody has their thing, right? And at the end of the day, like, we can't sit here and, like, uh, uh, shame the things and storylines that people might be into. Like, I don't really care about Rooster Milano. Like, I fast forward to that shit or I'm on my phone. Like, I don't really care about that storyline, but I know people are into it. And I'm not going to be like, oh, uh, this shit is trash. Watch this on TV when it's the most viewed segment on WWE's YouTube channel. You know, um, like, and, and that's what you got to think to yourself, these EW guys, if, if this silliness or whatever is doing more numbers than our little BTE show, than AEW Dark and whatever, then we need to do something different, yeah. you know? I feel like WWE, I just want to touch on base before we start, um, before I actually start ending the podcast, but yeah. just before we go, I want to say WWE is like a buffet. They have everything for everyone. If you don't like technical wrestling, then you can watch High Flyers. If you don't want to watch High Flyers, they got the women's. If you don't want to watch the women's, then they got storylines like the Rusev and Lana and Lashley. And if you don't want to deal with that and you and you want to relate to a bully and you want to overcome a bully, you go to SmackDown and you watch Roman Reigns overcome the bully who's Baron Corbin. And, you know, if you were down and out and you want to come back and you're, you're, you're trying to get back to it, then you watch Daniel Bryan. You know, so I think WWE matches and storylines appeal to everyone because it's like a buffet. Like, it's something there for everyone. Everyone gets to eat, everyone's happy, and everyone's full. Exactly. On the other hand, AEW, everything is, a, is catered to one particular fan. It's match after match and then little goofy tongue-in-cheek jokes by uh, Jericho and, and uh, Cody. So it's, it's AEW is catered to one fan base, whether it's WWE is catered to everyone. Kids, grandparents, uncles, aunts, drunk alcoholics, drug addicts. It, it's not. It's, it's catered to everyone who can possibly pick up. A, and it's really easy to get into. If you're, if you're not a wrestling fan and you're scrolling through the channel and you see WWE, you don't need to watch three or four episodes to catch, to what, to, to, to catch on what's happening in front of you. AEW, you have to go back and go to YouTube, then go to New Japan to understand what happened, why this match is taking place. It's just too much confusion for the average viewer. Yeah, so, you're right. So before I go, man, is is there anyone you want to plug, anyone you want to give a shout-out to? Yeah. Do you have a Twitter you want to put out there, yeah. your Instagram, you know, yeah. before we, you know, we head out? Yeah, sure, no doubt. A couple of things. Number one, that make them say on shit by Corey, uh, Cody Rhodes, uh -huh. and he came out with that T-shirt. Let's be honest, that shit was racist, and nobody, no one talked about that. Um, and also, Luchasaurus uh, making fun of my struggle, our struggle. Fucking ridiculous. Uh -huh. But, shit I want to shout out. Milster said what? Great Twitter account. He always um, uh, clips Milster's radio podcast, um, radio shit, whatever. Because who the fuck wants to pay whatever it is, $30 a month, to listen to him say crazy shit so yeah. thankfully for his twitter account okay vcr vcr wrestling even though he blocked me he's still a good guy uh memphis wrestling who does like 
cartoon stuff for uh, Jim Cornette's podcast. Okay, that's dope. Um, and also, you know, my Twitter, uh, where I talk about wrestling on there, about the people, two Ts. So follow me on there. Sometimes you hear, you see me talk about wrestling, but I talk about a whole bunch of other things on there too. All right, man. Well, I just want to thank you for for coming on board, man. And giving you know taking the time out of the day to come up and share your opinions and thoughts. I know you've been you've been DMing me for a while trying to get on, and I'm just trying to make some time because like literally, man. I don't think you know. There's like a list of people. Uh, man. I appreciate like, it, man. It's like a list, and I was trying to fit you in, and like you know, uh, I have followers from all over the place, and some of them like you know, in India. Ireland, Australia, so it's like it's a big time difference. So I was, I, I went down the list. I'm like, my man right here. He's in. I know he's in the country, and then you know, <laughs> and, you know, we yeah. made it happen. I appreciate you being a a loyal follower, man. I think you've been following me since like the beginning. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no appreciate doubt. the support. You know, I appreciate you coming on again, and you know, just you know. No and also too, I I forgot. Shout out Baron Corbin, man. You the man. Yeah, Baron, man. You hear that? You the man, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 my homie right there, man. Good dude right there. Real yeah. good dude. Not I appreciate him. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks All right, a man. lot for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks a lot, man. Take it easy. All right. Peace. Later.